You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 88 of Two Boys, One Mike. I'm Johnny Cullen alongside Dwayne Steinel. Dwayne, live at the rink, here I am. Um, coming in hot because of the audio issues, but we figured it out. We're here. Yep, you know, we uh, definitely troubleshot those, took a few minutes. Uh, you know, too many pucks to the head for you, Cully. You know, pretty, oh. uh, pretty simple solutions, but... I was actually living every goalie's dream. My One of my shooters didn't show up, so my lesson, I got to shoot. And the, the kids were young enough where, like, I was able to. Um, buddy, I felt great out there. Going yeah. post in, you know, might as well call me Johnny post Appleson. In. I was fishing the puck all over the place. <laughs> No, but it was it was fun. Um, I definitely can't do that all the time because of my knee. But Dwayne, you know, like this is a goalie podcast. Every goalie's secret desire, it, not to change positions, but just to play forward. You agree, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That exists. I play, I mean, I play, I, goalie I, people, I, like every goalie has that. How would you explain it? I play D in roller hockey. Like I, I mean, I can't play not, I can't play goal and roller, man. It's just. It's no, just so it's much I couldn't either. I couldn't either. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I can't do it. I would come in. I'd go to catch it. It would just. I'd get ripped up. Yeah, I, I eat. I eat pucks though. Uh, playing D, dude. I block a lot of shots. So I eat a lot of pucks. And yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a defenseman. I'm a pure grinding left winger. I probably yeah. Like, if fighting was allowed, I would. I played men's league for a year in the in the Harbor Center League, the league you're in right now. Yeah, one yeah. Of the top adult leagues. Uh, it was the top weekend weekend league. Um, yeah, we just America, got pumped. We just got pumped real bad Jersey? last night. What? We got pumped real bad last night, dude. One year, the one year though, Dwayne. Not kidding. I led the team in scoring, or was tied for the team in scoring, just because I would stand in front of the net and the puck would hit off my ass. Like I got <laughs> 10, 15 goals that year just by because as a goalie, what did you hate the most? Hate dealing people in front. Tom Wilson like standing right yep. in front of you, putting his big ass right in your gitch. So that's all I did, and, and I had success. But um, it's 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 Monday here. The show's going to be dropping Tuesday, uh, either later tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so, I caught uh, the game last night. A lot going on in the NHL. I don't know if you caught it. I don't know. If we didn't have time to talk about it. The outdoor game between Nashville and Tampa Stadium series. Yep. Loved it. I um, loved it. Yeah. From Jesse James after doing the, the anthem to the whole production, uh, I think TNT knocked this one out of the park. That's that's kind of like you know that's just the effect that ESPN Plus and TNT are having on the game this year. You know, per, like production values through the roof for me. Just you have the different personalities like Biz and Gretzky and just you know Tockett and just a bunch of different types of personalities you normally wouldn't see on NHL broadcasts. And it's been a lot of fun, man. Um, I know, I don't know if it was at the Stadium Series. Um, if if, it, if Biz was in like in a dunk tank or something. 
and yeah. it looked like it was like an alcoholic slushy they were dunking him in. I, 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 I want to say it was at the stadium series. Probably huh? It's probably a pink Whitney slushy. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it looked. It looked awesome, man. They, and it, they did a great job. Nashville. I was there. I was in Nashville this year uh, when the Bills played the Titans. Unfortunately, it was like a, a final drive loss for the Bills. But uh, you know, I had a blast with my friends on Broadway the whole weekend. Oh, Nashville's dad top, was there, and top three um, city in the U.S. in my books. I've yeah, only been so much fun. I have family there. Um, my uh, my cousin married the dean of Vanderbilt, so they live in one of the towns. Right outside Nashville, we're all like the yeah. country. They actually lived on the same road as I'm going to get this wrong. Who is the country couple? They're both singers, uh, not Garth Brooks, um, but they're both country singers and they're married together. And they're, they're like Tim McGraw old. and Faith Hill. Yeah, yeah, they lived on the same neighborhood as, as Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Really cool. Oh no shit. Yeah, I brought like three girlfriends up there. It was awesome because uh, they really? had a whole guest house that we would have used. And we would just go down to Nashville and we go do Broadway. We did the horse tour. We, we, what, we do Preds games. I never did a, a f- football game. But, dude, I don't know. Just something about, A, Tampa Bay's gross. Kucherov and, and Stammer um, and Point. And I could go mm-hmm. down the list. And Vasilevsky and Hedman and Sergachev. They're just an all-star team. And that one goal, just that little um, – by the way, I love UC Soros, and I, I am biased because Ben Vanderklok, the National Predators goalie coach, we've talked about it. He was my goalie coach in the summer. He talks at my camps. He's, he's a great friend of mine. He'll come on eventually. But, you know, UC Soros has been awesome this year, don't you think? Yeah, Soros is having an unbelievable season. And, like, you know, it, it's tough, too, you know, for us smaller goalies to see – but to see what he's doing – it kind of gives you faith for faith, you know, hope for a guy like Devin Levi to succeed because, you know, us goalies six foot and under, man, it, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And uh, UC Cyrus has proven a lot of doubters wrong. Um, And I'm happy you said that legitimately. I picked up one of the one, one of the three goalies I was training today. I picked him up from high school, right? We yeah. had 10 minutes in the car, not a long time. Cause you know, I'm skating in the falls. It was in grand Island. Literally all we talked about was, how UC Saros being undersized, literally what you just said. And it's really yeah. cool. Um, and and it, it's, it's, it's a showing of the times. We saw more smaller boys get drafted, like Mike DiPietro. Um, that was back, you know, when I five years ago when I was still announcing for the Spitz. But he won a Memorial mm-hmm. Cup in Windsor. He's only 5'10". Um, Braden Holpe, I, 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 I always feel like he's shorter, but, like, it's listed at 6'2". I don't know why I think he's smaller, but no, UC Soros, I thought played excellent. The one play I'm referring to in the stadium series and people, if, if, if you haven't watched the highlights, it, it was the grossest play. It was the one where they, they were on the power play. They passed it through the seam. I think point passed it. And I think maybe Kucherov or maybe yeah, Kucherov like fake shot, but like tipped it like through to the backside. Yeah, yo, that was unbelievable. And Soros made the save, but it was right at the end of the second period. Just the grossest play ever. And the fact that Tampa can just roll that out every night is 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 not it's, – it's a cheat book. It's a cheat button. Cheat code. Yeah. Yeah, and, That's you know, Tampa came out – Go Tampa ahead. came out, you know, winning, winning on the winning side, three to two, and the the the, the crowd was fantastic. The atmosphere was fantastic. And goals early, yep, Stamkos, Stamkos with a goal, I think a goal and an assist, or uh, you know, he had a three point night. He get a goal and two assists, and uh, just you know, just well, maybe I think two goals point. in Nashville. I think he might have had two. 
I know yeah, he has the number one back door, but did he? No, get the he first was the he was the second or third star of the week in the NHL, and I think he. I want yeah, to say he's he, the first star of that game. You're right. He had three points. Four points in two games. He had three points in that game, and uh, you know, you know, that win put them within like a point of the lead in the athletic or not athletic, uh, the Atlantic division, and just hey, uh, a lot of fun to watch. Too many, too many pucks off the head. Yeah, quick story: When we were in Nashville, I remember me. I went out with my my. I, I think I told a story once before, but. Uh, you know, long story short, uh, got to the airline in plenty of time to get on my plane and there were all the kiosks were down at the Buffalo airport and, uh, we all had to wait in line and they wouldn't let me print out. They wouldn't let me check in early on my phone, which I normally do. That system was down uh, and the, all but yeah, one kiosk was that, working. That's so the easiest way to do it nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got in line and I had. I had 15 to 20 minutes to make it to my plane and they wouldn't let me on my plane. I'm like, are you gotta be kidding? He's like, no, you need to, you know, you have to, you have to like, it was ridiculous, man. And I'm like, there was no oh, other flight that you get on. I remember telling me the story. Dwayne, I would have punched the fucking guy, but yeah, I the guy was real rude. He, we, he looked past my shoulder goes next, please. And I'm like, what do you mean next, please? Walk like, you next, please. And I was, I was there in plenty of time to get on my flight. And, um, you know, it's not my first time at an airport. I know, I know the protocol. I know what to do. I know the protocol. So my dad came in clutch. You know, we we disputed it. We got our, we got we got uh, we got comped some flight some uh, 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 the the value of my tickets in a flight. My dad, me, and my dad, we hopped in, in his truck. A voucher, Dwayne. Yeah, we hopped. We me and Dwayne Senior hopped in the truck, drove straight to Nashville, and you know we had a great time. And I remember the one night. My dad, my dad's not a guy who loves to spend money if he doesn't have to. So he's always like yeah. a hawk. They're trying to, he's always trying to find, you know, free parking. And I remember the one night we're on Broadway, man. And it gets a little chilly there at night, but I'm dressed, I'm dressed in like a button down, a short sleeve button down and, and shorts. And, you know, I'm, you know, in my boat shoes and I'm thinking my dad, the night before we, we did pay for parking 20 bucks, but this night he didn't. And he couldn't remember where we parked and we walked oh, no. around at yeah, like two, two o'clock in the morning, man. Hour <laughs> an hour, and I swear, man, I was swearing up a storm. Like you gotta be kidding me! It was so, it was brutal, man. I, 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 I let him have it. For around, is it still called Bridgestone Arena? Yeah, right around there, and in, in, in Broadway, like all the honky tonk bars look alike. I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. Um, yep. it, it's such an easy place to lose your car. And because everything looks alike, um, but yeah. top top three city in my opinions. Um, it wasn't even, I, no, it wasn't even lose your car. He parks so far away that he just forgot where he parks. I, I'd be lying if I if I didn't say Papa Calls hasn't pulled off something like that before. Oh yeah, oh, um, growing up, it makes me think of any of our listeners that grew up before smartphones that played travel hockey. Going to Toronto, whether you had AAA and had like a trip tick, or you just had to straight map it. Or, you know, you printed out the directions from MapQuest. You remember those days, Dwayne? Yeah, oh, MapQuest. Oh, I remember those days, yeah. So these kids alive, they don't know today. Um, they, they don't get it, man. They don't know the struggle. They don't, they don't know. know the struggle of, of watching the ticker on the on, on the 6 o'clock in the morning news to see if uh, you got a snow day or not, just wait, watching that ticker. One of the one of the very many prime examples of how easy they have it. They can just look at their phone and find out in a second, whereas um, we're waiting 45 minutes. So um, – I wanted to bring up I, last game's night. I, I haven't been able to see a ton of the Sabres uh, in their past few games. Was able to watch most of the Stars game right last now. night, Dwayne. Um, Pardon? 
I was able to watch uh, a good, you know, portion. The last, I want to say, probably the whole second period and part of the first, right? Or sorry, part yep. of the third. Uh, I missed our second goal. Was that Tage Thompson that got it? Yeah, Tage Thompson absolutely on fire right now, dude. Yeah, the thing that got me is outside of that line, it didn't feel like we had a lot going. No, you know, it's, like it's been like that. Line, we're, we're brutes, magoots. It's it's been like that, man. They haven't had any depth scoring at all outside of the talk Skinner, uh, Tage Thompson line. You're not going to break that lineup. They're just playing too well. Like no, they are they're playing you, really you well. You they're, cannot they're you just, cannot break up that line. Um, the, let me ask you. I'm sorry to cut you off. For the first time since the O'Reilly trade happened, is have you not thought to yourself? Maybe not enough to say it online or say it to somebody. Have you not thought to yourself because O'Reilly's been struggling? And Tage yeah. Thompson's got 20 talks. He's got more points than right. For the too. first time since that trade, I'm never going to say that trade even because of what happened with St. Louis going on to win. But, like, for the first time, I'm looking at it like, okay, Tage, all right, let's go. Donnie If you take away the Stanley Cup and the Conn Smythe Trophy, I mean, yeah, you won the trade, but, you know, you can't take those two things away. Um, well, you never will be, but Dwayne, I guess my point is is more for the first time. I I, I feel better about the trade. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I never knew that. I think it's just my confidence, in Tage Thompson. Now, mm -hmm. is he your first center going forward? I don't know, but I think he's he definitely at least your second. Tops, yeah, I think very he, at least at the very least your second you know center. The, this experience, getting they, they said it during the game last night, get, getting. This these first like because he's getting every other team's first pair of defensemen right, and yep. for those of you that don't know, I'm sure everybody listening does. But when you're on the road as an NHL team, you know the home team gets to choose who they want to put out there for each faceoff. Yep. So like he's getting matched up against at least on the road everybody's top pair D, and these are valuable minutes that I think I, I just didn't I never saw it with him. And I don't know if it's because no. he was stuck on the wall with Ralph and and, and them, but his release, dude, you just you it's, look at the yo, it's major league elite, dude. That's, it's like you're looking at Rick Vaughn on the mound when yeah. he's free and oh, release yeah. that puck, dude. I I would love to see him clocked in at what uh you know, give him the heater, Rick. Never mind the curve. Say, Rick. Give him the heat, <laughs> you know, number one. Like that's what I'm thinking of. That release, man. I love that movie, by the way. Top five fourth movie Dude, of all time for me. Quick story. Quick story. We had this old crazy grandpa that uh, like helped out our team. He was like assistant coach. He gave himself the title. But when his son pitched, all he would say was, give him the old spider. Throw him <laughs> an at me. It was, I, 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 I was shortstop. I couldn't laugh. And I was, yeah, I I was catching. I, I would miss the funny. ball. This guy's awful. Like, oh, like you said, like you see there on the ticker, like six game skid right now for the Sabres. They're two and eight in the month of February. Well, they've, um, they've, they've lost. They've, they've looked like shit. Goaltending has been a major issue. Road trip, eh? Goaltending has been a major issue. We'll touch on that in a second. But I, I think you, I think you got to blow the blue line up in the off season. You, get, you really have to bring in a lot of new faces on your blue line. Obviously, you know, with the announcement last week on uh, after the whistle from Elliot Friedman that, you know, they fully expect after the college season that Owen Power will sign with Buffalo. And, you That's know. so encouraging. But yeah, I also want, yeah, to, see win, also want to see Michigan win a, a national title. So, 
Yeah. Like, I don't and, want like, – usually you're rooting – like the year that uh, Casey came, like I was rooting against Minnesota so we could get him earlier. But being Yeah, but I think in this situation – I think in this situation you want you want him to go win well, a national title because it's oh, going to yes, be good yes, for his development. Um, but you know, but he won a now, gold hey, medal. You ever think about if Jack? Remember the goalie for BU in the championship game? Oh, the, yeah, the, the, oh, he he on himself. That might have been in Buffalo. You ever think if Jack wins the national title there, uh, if maybe his career it might have, it might have made a difference. Yeah, I mean, it might have. Um, talk about winning. But, talk about culture. Hundred percent. But you know, he won it. You won a world championship. You're just gonna. Sorry, you're good. You're good. Uh, He won a world championship, uh, a gold at the world championships last year. So that was huge for him. You know, leading. You know, you know, kind of, uh, uh, kind of heading the way in the Hobie Baker voting. I mean, mean, Devin Levi. I know he's up for the Mike Richter Award. I think maybe even along with. I think. I want to think Portillo was in there too in the conversation for the Richter Award uh, trophy and. uh, but um, you know, right there in you know the conversation for the Hobie Baker, um, and then to win a national title is the cherry on top, and part of the big, bigger outside of just getting that college experience. Part of the reason why he went back to Michigan instead of signing with Buffalo before the season, and you know, I, I said it. You know, I said it. I've said it in this show a hundred times. I go back to Michigan, and we learned our. We should have learned our lesson with Casey Middlestat. We did. Don't force him to do. I mean, it was more of an Owen decision. It wasn't a Sabres decision. Yeah, yeah, I think Casey's a, a more example of why you know you how mature he was on the show with us. We know, like you know, yeah. we remember what he said. Um, but he couldn't do a pull up at the fucking combine. <laughs> yeah, Casey. Yeah, he wasn't ready for the NHL. Owen Powers, Owen Powers, child. You a hundred percent, man. I can't. I can't wait to see him in a Sabres uniform. Hopefully, well, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure how everything is going to break down and when the college season will officially over the Frozen Four tournament. But if and don't know the dates, but it would be really nice to see him make his debut on April first when they raise the uh, the Rick Jenner banner up to the rafters. That's gonna be a that would night. be cool. I'm, that would be cool. Because that kind of because that guarantees you a full building. Guarantee it, there should be a full uh, building, no matter what, but it guarantees you a full, full building. regardless. And it you know, let be. me give you a hot take. I know that a lot of the Sabres fans, and I can't tell you what to do with your money, but that fucking building better be full for Rick Jenner at night. And I don't give a shit if it's a, a, a stick it to the Pagulas and, and, and you're, you know, I, I'm not going right. until this. No, Rick Jenner is a one of the not only for an NHL franchise, but for the a sport in general. He's yep. yeah, it's I I'm I'm trying to get tickets for my girls for that. That's the one of the games it's, I want to take him to because everybody's go ahead. And no, it, it, you know he's part of he's been all part of all of our childhoods. You know, oh, even yeah. people who don't know what's going on with the Sabers when you talk about the Sabers, Rick Janerak comes in conversation because we've all heard a goal call. Like you know, he's part of the reason why I fell in love with the Sabers and fell in love with hockey. Is you know, you see, if you have to his goal calls. Yeah, made I, you know, it, made I said it. He brings the game to life more for you. I remember during the I said this on I'll hang up and listen earlier today, but I I, I said that hey, you were you know, on during the, radio? the October during the October storm. I'm out. You were on the radio today? No, no, no. I did. I'll uh, uh, one of our the oh, well, your thing your thing, reactions. Man. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah. Uh. So I uh, you know I um. You know, during the October storm, you know, we had no power. I was listening to the Sabres game while they were playing Detroit. I want to say it was, it was in Detroit. Um, yeah, it had to have been in Detroit. Um, listen to a little AM, a battery-powered AM, FM radio. 
uh, on my kitchen table by candle. And I remember specifically how exciting it was because RJ knew he had to find a way to bring that game to life because most of the people that were listening just tuckered away in their homes, you know, because of the massive amount of snow outside, outside their front back doors. They had to listen. And that was one memory I have of RJ outside of all those fabulous goal calls is just him able to bring that game to life while I listened, man. And then hearing it's, them win it in a shootout, Miller playing outstanding. Yeah. I, I remember vividly listening to that game and certain parts of that game and the shootout specifically, it was, it was just great. And, um, but he brings yeah, man, the RJ night. You have to fill that building with or without a one power. It has to be, it's disrespectful. If you don't, he, he he's given so much to this city I and these fans. He deserves nothing less than a sellout. Um, he deserves 20,000 people. He deserves a party in the plaza. That's what yeah, sucks. 100%. There should be a party in the plaza. 100%. I, I, I wish like hell that he would have been with the team working through a Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? Like, I wish like in yep. 07 he got to experience one with the club. Um, because if there's any announcer that deserves it, he does. And let me just say this, you know, for – there, like as I broadcast the games professionally, right? I've done OHL games for Windsor for a year. I did uh, um, games um, for the TV, you know, the t- cable broadcast at home. I was in the press box on the road. I would just do intermissions. So I did, you know, color commentary, you know, alongside play-by-play guys. Shout out, Chris. Love you, bro. Um, and also I did it like um, segments like we're doing now. Dwayne, it, it takes such a skill to, to be able to, like, it's two different types of broadcasting, right? Whether yep. you're radio versus a hockey, like, a, or a TV guy. And he has so much, um, that he has so much range and ability. Rick Jenneret can, can bring a game to life like that when he knows that people are, aren't watching. But even if you are watching, when he's on the TV broadcast, he has such a pulse for the game. And that is something that is so rare. And as somebody that has... Not yep. a big deal. Won the Intercollegiate Broadcast Society for college play-by-play of the year. Not a big deal. Yep. Um, he has that gift, and it, it's so it's so hard. It's one of the hardest things about broadcasting, Dwayne. And that why. game, better bet, to, to your point, that, that I hope the arena sold out that night. Um, wait, where'd you go? I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I'm uh, um, trying we to. Neighbors. We got the Leafs coming up. I, oh, now um, I'm now now. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Getting back to the, the – I, I got to get back on the ice here in 20 minutes. Yep, Getting yep. So, yeah, I wanted, wanted to move on move on to the next uh, the next subject. But, yeah, um, the shit uh, you know, me. obviously Sabres in a six-game skid right now. Uh, can't really string together 60-minute performances. Uh, they constantly get lead. They constantly blow one, two-goal leads. And, you know, I, I mentioned this before, you know, I'm not going to sit here and p- put blame. I mean, we, we've praised Granado a lot, especially in the beginning of the season. But you should be able to criticize the guy too, even in his rookie season as a coach. And that's got to be coaching for me, man. You got to be able to get these games in the garage when you have a lead in the third period. And how much of his goaltending? How many of these games has Craig or Tukarski let in? And I'm not putting it all on the goalies. Oh, yeah. How many of these games have we gotten the stop where we needed it? Um, not many, not many. Not many. Craig has struggled too. Craig, but Craig has struggled too. But you want to know what, man? Like we already knew going in that goaltending was going to be an issue, and our special teams has been around like sixteen percent power play right now. You know what? That's unacceptable. That's inexcusable. Dwayne, we were 
like in the, before they scored their first power play goal, I believe it was goal number three for them. Um, they scored with five seconds left. We were we had killed off six in a row because you you are right during that stretch our, our power play and penalty kill been abysmal. We yep. had six in a row, and I, I I can tell you this from being a part of a, a unit. You take pride in in, in, in your number. You want it below twenty percent, right? But yep. like realistically, it's going to be between twenty and twenty-five if you're on a really good. Well, kill. I'm talking about their power plays at sixteen percent. Right I'm now. I'm going to the kill, but like oh, a okay. goal like that with five seconds left, the tip that gets Anderson underneath here. At the yep, yeah, he's, he's dragging the puck coming up like this, and he lifts his stick, and it goes down underneath him. Yeah. Whether that's on the goalie, whether that's on should be the net front D that picks up that bumper guy for the tip, I don't know. But I'm telling you, you get through that kill, now you're seven for seven, and you maybe finish the game out, maybe you win. It comes down to the littlest things, and I'm telling you that building confidence through, you know, if you're in a schneid, if you're in a fall like you were talking about, five seconds were left on on the power play with Tage's penalty when that tip happened. Right, like for me, it's yep. those moments where you need a save or you need a play because then now you're seven for seven, and fuck, you finish the game eight for eight and you win, and now that you feel good about it going into the next game against the Leafs, yeah, because special teams weren't why you lost, they're why you won. Yep. Now, exactly. what, what did you have to say about the power play? I I didn't get to see much. The power play has been terrible, dude. I, you know, on a team that you know you expect is going to struggle to score. When you get the amount of power play opportunities Buffalo has gotten the last few games, and you can't cash in, like that's that that I mean, how much of that is coaching? I mean, the onus is on the players too, but you got to be able to capitalize on those opportunities. And when you do have leads, you know, hold on to them or or, or increase your leads. And Buffalo just hasn't been able to do that. Get games in the garage, and you know, you know what you have in Dustin McCarthy. You know what you have in Craig Anderson, huh? I said, get games in the garage. I like that. I haven't heard that. You have to. You have Take to. Take it home, baby. Full 60. But another hey, thing, too, outside of that. On that note, one of the best things that Bob Bugner and DJ Smith did in Windsor was they instilled in us and around the whole facility that, a, like, it just said full 60. And what full 60 meant is exactly what you mean by taking it to the garage. That yep. if we didn't have 21 guys going for a full 60, it didn't matter. Like you're going to lose more than you win. And I like, here's the tough part for me. Where do you lay the blame? Is it on the coach's feet? Is it on the players and on the goaltender? It's on everybody. Yep. So I think when you're in a schneid like this, little things count. And that was my point yep. about the penalty kill. Uh, no, no, I, I, under, I understand. Special play. teams has to special teams on both sides of the fence, power play and penalty kill. You have to be, they have to be clutch on a team that you already know that you're going to struggle in your own end in goal and on, on the blue line. And, you know, Olsen, who's supposed to be your big power play specialist is invisible. Um, You know, I, I, I know. Yeah, dude, hey, what happened to him? eh? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's an injury thing or if it's, no, he you sucks. Know, he, he's he, lost he, it. That, 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 that major league, that major league shot that we're so used to seeing it's been invisible. He's got two goals in his last, like, close to 30 games. That's, that's, that's unexcusable. You, you, that's the guy you need scoring. And I, I personally, if I'm Buffalo, Kevin Adams, try I know there was some rumors from Elliot Freeman about, you know, uh, the Rangers are sniffing around, but they're afraid. Now you've gone down since last well, year. That too, but they're, they're afraid. 
the Rangers I, I are the way that they and now I, I don't want him. I don't think he's a part of the future, like like you were alluding I agree. to. Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to say is his no, value was so fucking high 12 to 18 months ago. So high. You would have gotten a first back, no doubt. And a no, well, maybe a first back. And now well, what are you getting back though? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing is he is an RFA. So you do, it's not like he's a rental. You control, you, you can, you control the player. still after the season, Uh, the thing with the Rangers, the rumor was, is they're afraid they can't be, they won't be able to handle his cap number next year in, you know, in uh, restricted free agency. But that's the thing. Buffalo has so much, Buffalo has so much cap space. Uh, to work with to help mitigate that, take on a bad contract. Maybe that help does still help you get a first round pick. I don't know. I don't know what his value is going to be. Everybody's, everybody's always willing. I, I think it's like three million. It's not, I, I don't know the number offhand. It's not. It's not that much. It's not that much. Um, but it, it's uh, it, it, we can eat his entire contract for the, at least this season, not next season. But let's take on a bad contract or you know a contract and maybe that gets you. Maybe that gets you uh, a first round pick, or maybe it gets you a Capo Caco, a guy who honestly just is, you know, I'm not going to call him a bust, but he's pretty close to a bust as the second overall pick. Um, he's making 3.05. Less than what I thought. Less than what yeah. I thought. So I, I yeah, I, I just oh, think, no, I think. No, 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 maybe I'm wrong. No, no, that's it. He's, he's got, he's got no bonus. It like, it's just a straight last year. Was twenty twenty eight fifty this year was three two five zero so it's an average over these two years of three point zero five like he signed a two year six million one hundred thousand dollar contract yeah yeah exactly Um, really rank yeah you know you're right live listen Dwayne we live in the day and age of why isn't there blockbuster trades anymore because the cap because the fucking cap right so yeah one hundred percent we have to and uh, yep so. You know, with that being said, you know, I we talked about Tage Thompson earlier. That's a guy who, again, we has exceeded expectations this year. You know, could he be a guy that's going to score 35 goals this season? He's at 22 right now. Yeah. With, I, I, what, what do you think his number is? I think he gets at least 30. I would love to see 35. At least 30. 30. If I he can get 35 or more, I mean, no, no, nobody in Buffalo could have predicted that. If anyone told me this time last year that, Tage Thompson would score 35 or more goals next season. I would tell them they're crazy, but wrong, he's on pace to do wrong, it. And wrong. Um, Don Granado, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a feather in the cap of Don Granado. He is the one that made the switch to center. So there's a lot of good, good things about what Don's done this year. There's a lot of bad things. So it, it, as much as you can, you know, give, you know, you know, give him a few clicks for how well he's coached this year. You're you evenly can criticize him for the things that he hasn't done well this year, like close out games, play, you know, close it out in the third period, things that Buffalo has not been able to do. And part of that, again, as we said before, has been able the lack of goaltending uh, from Dustin Tokarski, Craig Anderson, who's been injured a lot this season. Um, but in the month of February, an 879 save percentage. And, you know, do you call up UPL? Personally, That's I That's what I was going to ask you. So right now, I know the plan was if, if Anderson returned to form, then it, why, it doesn't make sense to have UPL here because he'd be on the pine, right? But yep. we've been basically seeing the Sabres split games. Doesn't it not make sense? He's earned it. Like, you have to send the he's right message it. to a guy like that. He, he's earned it for sure. But every other me, game, why the fuck not? For me, for me too, I, I still think that he had a 53 per save, 53 save performance the other night. Devin Levi with 60 saves and a, and a three to one. Uh, a three to one win, win for Northeastern over, I think it was Penn State. Fuck, it's 
stick that in your pipe and smoke at Team Canada. Uh, for not playing them. Not what they uh, do. Sixteen saves and a three-one win. But uh, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm fine with whatever decision they decide to make. If they decide it's better for him to keep him in Rochester, go chase a Calder Trophy or, or Calder Cup, sorry, uh, or if they decide to bring him in Buffalo to help, you know, bolster the numbers and net, in, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with either decision. But you know, well, the goal setting has to be goals because let's let's be honest, Buffalo ain't gonna be playing when Rochester's in the the Calder Cup chase. You're just saying that he needs to be there in order to get him there? I think so. I think he gives them the best chance to win. I haven't I kept up enough with the AHL to, to no, yeah, he definitely gives he definitely gives them the best chance to win. Um and obviously I think it's March 21st, the NHL trade deadline is looming. Um a lot of names uh on the on the uh the TSN trade bait board. Uh you know, I I you know I know Jacob Chikrin is one of the top guys uh, on that list. And honestly, guy has a couple years left on his contract, left-handed defenseman. I love to see a guy like Chickering and Buffalo, but we're kind of overloaded on the left side. Um, but you're gonna you, know, you have to add on the right. Yeah. You need more, you need more help on the right, especially when you're lo- you're going to be losing right-handed defenseman, uh, at the deadline, Colin Miller. But I was looking at, I was, I was looking at the trade bait board here um trying to find uh this Jacob is not the Chikrin, one I was ben Chikot, mark andre Fleury, claude drew john klinberg thomas hurdle mark giordano max domi yep. jp miller arizona cap space listed at number 10 I yeah love arizona it. cap space toronto first round pick is on the list um here it is i have i have the one that was updated today Chikrin, chariot Giroux at number three thomas hurdle which i would assume that san jose would do their best to bring him back i don't know why you would let a guy like that go at 28 years old and how well he's played. Well, I think it's because he's, 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 he's going to make north of 7-5 next year. That's true. That's the guy I would love to bring in. You want to talk about a number one center? That's a guy I would love to bring in at play at center at your top line for Buffalo. Uh, Wait, John Klingberg in Dallas. There's been a lot of speculation. He's going to command, though. Like San Jose is going to want the farm for him. That's true. I mean, he's a UFA, though. So, you, I mean, unless he's willing to resign, oh, are they going to get yeah. the farm? Are they going to get the farm? Oh, well, then that, so, that'd be why they would trade him, right? It's like because they unless if he's willing to resign. Yes. Him, he's gone. So John Klingberg out of Dallas, he's all but gone. I know there's been a lot of speculation about him. Mark Giordano with uh, Seattle, their captain. I know um, Ron Francis pretty much stated he's looking to deal him to a contender. So their top goalie on the board is Alexander Giorov. I can never pronounce his last name. But it uh, looks like he's going to be the odd man out, not having the greatest season, 299 goals against. Um, but cracking in the top 10 here, you have Colin Miller. Uh, because Strictly because he's a right-handed defenseman on the trade bait board. Uh, I know he's hurt right now, but he's a guy I think teams might overpay a little bit to have on their team. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think that you have to approach it more of – like, are you, are you, you, you don't want to give up assets, right? As the Sabres. No. So if we're going to make a move, like I, I, I hate to say it. And you, cause like you, you want to see your, like your GM do something, but I think yep. sometimes, especially where we're at right now, we've made our moves, right? Like we, yep. we've made the big Jack Eichel trade. Um, yep. we, we, we have, we know we have guys coming in next year from the pipeline i think if anything this might be one of those years where you see yeah like guys 
I think Austin, it's the quiet deadline for Buffalo. Maybe like anybody that's not Colin Miller and it's not in the plans. Mark yeah, Pissick, Colin Miller, I think Cody Eakin, who's in his face-off percentage has been insane. He's got over 62% face-off yeah, no, he's, he's like the best full goal I've seen in the game right now. Yeah, but this is the best I've seen Cody Eakin since we signed him. And I think this is where you try and take advantage of that. And maybe you get a little bit of a higher pick, a team looking to really fill out their bottom six, a penalty killer, a guy a guy who got their kill penalties, win important face-offs. Uh, I, I think everything's kind of falling into place at the right time right now for Cody Eakin to deal him. So maybe you get a decent return for him. But again, you know, uh, another name, a Buffalo name would be definitely Mark Pissick. Maybe Anders Bajor could be on his way out. I know, uh, I know. Um, would you take uh, Jake DeBrus for Victor Olofsson straight up? Pardon? Would you take Jake DeBrus for Victor Olofsson? Absolutely. Absolutely. DeBrus just to have him in the room. Hundred percent, just to have well, in the room. Everybody in Boston. I, I can't tell what's going on in Boston because yeah. there, there, some of their sports yeah. writers are idiots. Yeah, so I agree. I what and take seriously. Other, another name, Robert Hag, is probably on his way out the door. Um, and then our old friend Rasmus Stalinen is on the trade bait board too. He's probably not going back to Philly, which makes that trade even more laughable. I um, love it. I, you know what? I was repping Philly today. Yeah, uh, but we're not having a good year. So I do think I do. Let me ask you this, um, Claude Giroux. I think as soon as he plays his thousandth game, I think he's gone. I think he's going to Colorado, and I'm taking that from the chick. What I heard on the Chicklets, but he's approaching his thousandth thousandth game, right? And yep. you think that they would want to make that happen in a Philadelphia uniform? And even if they didn't, even if they want to get rid of him now. Um, he has a no move clause or a limited yep. no move clause, so he could say, Fuck you, I'm playing my thousands game here. Um, Absolutely. I do have to wrap um, it up in a minute here, but I want to let you finish. Um, yeah, I just got a, a few more finish. things outside of uh, obviously NHL trade deadline looming. Hopefully, again, I think it's gonna be a quiet one for Buffalo, but um, one, one, uh, two... gets dealt? pardon, do you think Flurry gets dealt 100%? Why should Chicago keep him? I know. No I sense. agree, buddy. I want to. Why? See do, why would you keep him? It makes no sense. I go deal, deal him back to deal him to a contender. I, I, my deal opinion, you know, Pittsburgh team. is what makes sense. No, yeah. but um, two more things. I just want to touch on this uh, last two subjects. Obviously, uh, there's a you know the the Russian invasion of Ukraine has been really kind of hitting the news wire. Uh, the, I've I've listened and watched coverage nonstop. It's very depressing. Uh, you know, Vladimir Putin has essentially turned himself into a war criminal. And, you know, just yeah. want to let everyone know oh, that our, yeah. our, our everybody at Two Goalies on Mike Trainwreck Sports, our thoughts are out with those people in Ukraine, the people in Poland who are taking in refugees. Um, I, I tweeted couple out yesterday from both couple accounts. Couple clicks in Poland, couple clicks yes. for Sweden, 5,000 missiles or whatever. Listen, what, what what's going on right now is, is blasphemy it's, and it should not happen. Criminal. We're talking about people's lives and, and, and Vladimir Putin is la it, it, it's 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 not right and and his the reasons he's given we're talking about people's lives it's all here lies. and absolutely it's all lies. he's calling he's calling Zelensky the leader of uh, uh, of Ukraine a neo Nazi no, Jewish it's the it's the ramblings of a madman uh, yeah I don't want to be it's too a, political this is a sports show no hundred percent but, 100%, I, I but want to say, it does our, it's that it goes beyond that. Like you said it well. Our humanitarianly, yeah. our thoughts are with the, the people that are stuck in Ukraine right now. Uh and, and and you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to you hundred percent. 
And just the, the, the another reason being, I know the NHL just released a statement on um, on the whole situation that they're you know they're behind their Russian players. They're going to provide protection uh, for the players that uh, maybe feel threatened about what's going on. Um, you know, you know, obviously Alexander Ovechkin is kind of at the forefront of that. The exact statement is right here. National Hockey League condemns Russia's invasion of Ukraine and urges a peaceful resolution as quickly as possible. Effective immediately, we are suspending our relationship with our business partners in Russia. We are pausing our Russian language, social, and digital media accounts. In addition, we are discontinuing any consideration of Russia as location for any future competitions involving the NHL. We also remain concerned about the well-being of our players from Russia who play in the NHL on behalf of the NHL clubs and not on behalf NHL clubs and not on behalf of Russia. We understand that their families are being placed in an extremely difficult position. That's part of the reason why I think, you know, you don't see a guy like Alexander Ovechkin really speaking out against Putin because he is afraid for his family. You saw what happened to Artemi Panarin when he spoke out. He was accused of sexual assault by a girl from Russia hours, not not days, hours after the fact. And, you know, you're afraid for family. Russian player to come out. And, and, and for those that do, good for you. But, like, I for people saying that that like like they should be, put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, with, with a crazy man and, and oligarchs and mobsters running around killing people. Like no, they can yeah. they can not. If I guarantee, if you ask them one by one, I hope they would say the right thing. But like, it's not their job. They're here. Let's let's worry about the people. Let's think and talk about the people that actually can, can make a difference. And I I like that the NHL came out with that. I hope that the IHL, IH, IIHF yep. follows suit. Um, but I got to get back on the ice. Yep. If you want to finish with that. I know, I know you got to go, but I did hear rumblings today about the, uh, the the stadium deal for Buffalo. That kind of ties into the Sabres getting money to renovate the arena. Also, uh, the rumors going around that part of this team is on sale. And I think that does tie into them closing out the stadium deal. One thing I did hear from a source close to the situation, I'm not going to confirm and say that this is a certainty uh, that this is going to happen, but it's somebody just kind of close to the situation did uh, inform uh, me and it was all some others that uh, that they have been touring some, um, some stadiums uh, all around the country. And one of the ones that has been toured is Tot- uh, Tottenham Stadium. And they're very interested – Tottenheim, yes. Sorry, I, I butchered. I absolutely butchered that. But uh, one of the things that they that they've said is that they're looking to mip, put what they saw in Tottenheim in Orchard Park, that specific um, that specific stadium. So I'll, uh, I just to show you guys a few pictures of that right here. I'll pull them up real quick. Sorry for the uh, overlay change, but I just wanted to make sure we brought those up Do you need if me I that? could. Right here. So that's some of the some of the some of the images oh, that after, after touring this stadium, they're very interested allegedly in trying to mimic what they saw here. That was just information that was revealed to us uh, uh, today from a, a source close to the situation, and you know that's That'd exciting cool. to see. Yeah, at the same that's time, one of the best, that's one of the best uh, stadiums out there. 100%. And it possibly gives us some more closure on this whole. Are they are it, 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 it's it's a given that this part of the at least a percentage of the Sabres is for sale right now, but maybe we get more of an idea of what's going on with that situation once they close out the stadium deal. So yeah, that's I something I heard. You got to look at it as, as an agenda. 
if you're the boss, you know, that's got to be priority number one. And then, you know, on to the next thing, right? And you, it's not that you're not completely ignoring it, but you're right. I think we'll see a lot more clarity on, on what, what the Sabres are going to happen with uh, their portion and how much is just for sale after we get more of the Bills stadium down and, and, and that, that is taken over. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm with you 100%. Listen, I'm out of time. Um, goodbye from Cully from episode 88. I'm sorry, I got to get back on the ice. Dwayne, I will, can you finish up for us? Yep, I'll finish up for you. Uh, so, that, you so two boys, one Mike. Dwayne will finish up. I love you guys. Time to go make some other kids better. Um, we'll see you in a couple days here. Let's go, neighbors. Fuck the Leafs. <laughs> couple clicks yep, for you, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo plays the Leafs this coming Wednesday. Uh, you know, which is exciting and whatnot. But as I said before, to close out the show, I've heard I've heard a source close to the situation, and I am not going to sit here and confirm that this is going to happen. That you know, but the, a source close to the group that toured that stadium um, set, states that that they essentially want to take that stadium and drop it in Orchard Park. That they were blown away by what they saw. By uh, again, I believe it's Tottenheim uh, Stadium, and uh, which is more of like a, it's a soccer pitch, soccer field. Uh, mostly is what it's used for. But um, again, I'm not too familiar with soccer or you know European football, so to speak. But um, I might sound a little ignorant. But that is what I'm hearing is that that is the stadium that they most likely want to take that something r- close to that and put it in Orchard Park. Um, and we also got a report from Tim Graham today that maybe this week we see, you know, you know, some closure on that whole situation and that we get, um, a stadium deal done and we could have, you know, you know, get that, that done, uh, Bill stay in Buffalo, new stadium deal, Orchard Park, downtown, wherever they want to put it. doesn't look like we're getting a dome, but, and then, you know, like I said, it was, you know, I, I talked a lot about on other podcasts that, you know, we, this team is for sale to a certain extent. You know, you've seen a lot of rumblings about it either on social media or in the media. This part of this team is for sale. And um, we uh, definitely, definitely think that um, definitely think that, you know, once this stadium deal is done and over with that, we will uh, for sure get some closure on that. And maybe some business partners of PSE, some, some potential buyers, investors are brought in and buy a percentage of this team. The, the ongoing rumor was 49% of the Sabres is for sale right now with PSE, the Pagoulas maintaining a 51% stake, uh, you know, majority ownership. So with that being said, I'll wrap things up here on episode 88 of two goalies, one Mike. Uh, I'm glad you guys could uh, hop on with us here. Appreciate you joining us and, uh, you know, let's go Sabres. Hey everybody, it's Dwayne from Two Goalies. One Mike here to remind you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe, hit the notification button. So whenever we go live or drop an episode, you're the first ones to know. And of course, can you give us a five-star review? Really appreciate it. Helps us get noticed in the world of hockey podcasting does go a long way and we really do appreciate it and we appreciate you for listening and while you're at it please make sure you check out any of the podcasts with Trainwreck sports network and of course dean blundell's podcasting network guys have a ton of great content great podcasts uh for you to listen to no matter what like your forte is what sport it is or just you know music you know i know they have a ton of different stuff on all of their platforms so make sure you check that out and thank you for listening and you guys have a great day. Hi, 
I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app. To the Blue Hotel I wanna live At the Blue Hotel The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares It's for the open-minded The pleasure seeker It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.